Whether you're a classroom teacher or a STEM or STEAM classroom teacher, there are so many ideas that can make your classroom better every day for every kid. That's what today's episode is all about. Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. Each episode features educators sharing their practical ideas to put more science, technology, engineering, and math into every classroom every day. For show notes and more information, visit dailystem.com. Here's your host, Chris Woods. Well, I'm so excited, educators. On today's episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast, we get to chat with Andrea Mango. She is a K-4 STEAM teacher in New York. She is a flexible educator. That's that's what she loves to, to think of herself as. You can find her on Twitter at Andrea Mango One or Instagram at Andrea underscore Mango One. I'm so excited that we get to chat because she's got great ideas, just trying to figure out those best ways to get kids excited about STEM and STEAM. Welcome to the show today, Andrea. Wow, Chris, thank you so much for having me. I'm really honored to be here and I can't wait to share some ideas. Yeah, and definitely listeners, Andrea's got some great ideas. She transitioned from being, what, 16 years in the the quote unquote regular classroom to to Mm -hmm. now being a STEM and STEAM teacher. So why did you decide to shift to that? What, What drew you to that? Wow. Well, I have, I've been really lucky to be at the same school, um, Dodge Elementary. And, you know, I've taught kindergarten and first grade. And when I moved up to second grade, these big old kids, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I kind of stumbled on these STEM lessons and I thought, okay, I'm going to try some of these in the classroom. Mm -hmm. And every single time I would do them, Mm-hmm. I would make sure I'd put in my plan book. I'm like, I'm just going to spend an hour. I'm just going to spend an hour and 15 minutes. We'll get this done. And yeah. no matter what, it took over the entire day. But, right. but Chris, you know, it was like, it was total interdisciplinary, right? They were mm-hmm. reading about stuff. They were writing. They were, you know, revising their work, building. Mm-hmm. I saw kids come alive that weren't always engaged all the time. Kids just completely coming out of their shell. And it was amazing. So I was hooked, but it was hard to always do it all the time because it took over the class. And it was a mess too. Oh yeah. It was a mess. I mean, it just looked like the whole room blew up and I'm like, this is them (laughs) learning though. This is great. You know? So I, I definitely did it once a month. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I tried to fill in, you know, I thought, well, why does everybody's like pumpkin, everybody's Turkey need to look like mine. Right. So I kind of did like a little thing. I mean, this is a great tip for, for teachers that want to kind of take a step back and give their kids a, a, an opportunity to right. have some say is just give them a chance like a pumpkin. Okay. It has to be a pumpkin shape. It has to have a stem. It has to have, you know, you know, vine or something like that. And mm-hmm. then you'll be surprised what you get. Yeah. I've gotten three-dimensional pumpkins that I hung on the wall outside my Wow. <laughs> But you know what? I, I think you you hit on something, Andrea, that's so important for an educator listening and they're not that quote unquote STEM or STEAM teacher. It can be hard because you block off that time and then bam, all, all of a sudden you've used up the whole day or multiple days and you're like, that wasn't what I was doing. And you feel like you failed because the kids didn't accomplish something in a quick amount of time. But yet there's so much learning, like you said, interdisciplinary and stuff. And and, and a lot of the things that, that you love doing now as a STEM STEAM teacher, that problem solving, that creativity, that fun aspect, those kids are going to remember way more about that than some other lesson that you squeezed in in the rest of that day. And, you know, and, and you probably see this, too, is like a lot of the students who might be, you know, English language learners or something, mm-hmm. they might not have the words, but they can build. 
they can figure out what it is or kids who have special, you know, special needs or have IEPs or something. Oftentimes those kids are way more creative because they're looking at things in a different way. And, and I would be amazed when I was a classroom teacher from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, the growth that the kids would have, you know, so, and, and I was always sad because at the end of the year, it was like, I know everybody's not doing these activities in their classroom. So being an, like a full-time STEAM teacher now is, is exciting for that. Yeah. Because, because you saw maybe some other teacher doesn't feel comfortable or confident with that. And, and so now you provide that, that opportunity in your school. And, and there's a lot of other STEM and STEAM teachers at a lot of schools. They're providing that opportunity for, for every kid in the school to have a piece of that, you know, during, during their regular week, their regular time. Yeah, because you know what? I mean, Chris, I have my undergraduate degree in theater. So I have done a lot of things, but yeah. I got to tell you, and this is probably my seventh year only doing STEM and STEAM activities. And I still get nervous. Is this going to work? Is this completely going to flop? I mean, most of the time I am honest with the kids because, Mm. you know, I say to them, I don't know if this is going to work or I don't know how it's going to happen or it didn't work for me. You know, I think it's important for them to see, you know, sometimes it doesn't work and that's okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And, and kids are going to learn from that. They're going to they're going to see how to to step back, fix it, keep going, step back. And, and almost you're, you were mentioning about how how much those kids grow throughout the year in terms of creativity and, and perseverance and, and problem solving skills. You know, I, I would almost love for us to be able to at some point say, yeah, this is my kids reading improvement over the year. This is their math improvement over the year. What was their creativity and problem solving improvement over the year? Oh, Chris, how would we measure that? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a really good one. I don't know. But but maybe that's something some educators out there listening and there's there's got to be a way, right? I mean, because because yeah. that's that's a skill that is just as important as as those reading skills, those literacy skills, those math skills. And you're now as that that STEAM teacher for your school for all of K through four. You know, what, what is that? First of all, what does that look like? Because a lot of teachers always think, you know, what is your school doing and how is it different than ours? And it's interesting because there are six schools in my district and um, each one of the elementary schools were doing the STEAM lessons and and they're sort of all, we're all scheduled completely differently. Wow. Um, Is it? Yeah. And it's just sort of like, you know, we've literally were making the program, like building the program as we were going. What is that? Building the plane as you're flying it? Is that how it goes? Very STEM-like. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I mean, we got COVID relief funds that they decided to use towards our STEM probe or STEAM program. Mm -hmm. And I think we got the notification like mid-June and we started in September. I mean, it was just like a just go. We the way we do it at my school is I see the kids on a fixed day of the week. Uh, This year, I see all of my fourth graders on Monday. And unfortunately, it's only about 35 minutes I can see the kids. I was going to say, which was my, that was my biggest fear. Cause I just told you, I was like, how am I going to do this? This would take all day long in the right. regular class. Right. And that's the challenge that every educator is thinking now. So you said, so maybe you, you see your fourth graders all in one day. So, you know, mm-hmm. kind of one after another kind of come in and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they have to, they have to wait around till, till next week to have that follow-up lesson. So, so you got to try to try to pack in as much as you can to that one, one time period that you got. So you're just trying to I, Make sure that you hit every kid. Every single kid. And there there isn't a lot of wiggle room, really. And, you know, so that's the hardest thing. And because you just even said, 
it's I only see them once a, a week. So it is hard to carry over mm-hmm. till the next week. Like my first year. So last year when I first started, we did like the planning one day and there wasn't a sense of urgency for them. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like they were like, oh, they couldn't really come up with ideas. And then the next week, well, so-and-so is absent. This person is here because they're now back. And so right. like, you know what? this isn't working. So it's it's hard. And we have over... 600 kids. So wow. it's hard for me to try to keep like extra things in the classroom, like to yeah. hold on to their stuff. So, right. you know, you can't, I you can't keep it. 600 half finished projects <laughs> in, in one classroom. No, thank you. Thank you. Yes, I cannot. I cannot do it. I try to keep everything to like, okay, this is what we're learning. And now we're done. And we're moving along. I We actually teach. So I teach all of the next generation science standards. Okay. So there's three big units that I do throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And so when I do those units, I try to do it. So it's like, maybe four or five lessons. So four or five weeks of, you know, we're learning the material, right? We're doing as much hands-on stuff as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. You know, just recently I put something on Twitter about bar graphs. My third graders have to have to graph climate information and data. Okay. We make that steam, (laughs) you know? Yeah. yeah, Yeah. And they're not even learning graphs until later in the year, but this is when I was doing it. So it was like, okay, let me teach all about it. And mm-hmm. then let let's steamify it. Yeah. Well, right. and, and Andrea, that's that's a great idea because now when that kid learns about it, quote unquote, later on in the year, they've already seen it. That, you know that that pre learning you're 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 building it so that then that teacher in that classroom now can can really build off of that mm-hmm. thanks to the the efforts of what you've done in that classroom. Now you said you're still building the program. So so have you been able to to help those those educators feel a little bit more confident to try some of those projects or build off of some of those things in their classrooms yet? There were six of us that started last year. Right. And we we really we met once a month and mm-hmm. we would we would just pound out one unit at a time. We right. just scour any ideas. Yep. You know, at first we started off like really, okay, I'm going to make this unit here. You make that unit. But even within us, we're all quite different yeah. in the way that we like to do things. I yeah. taught fully remote for a year, the wow. year 2020, 21. Yep. That changed me as a teacher and it changed the way I teach. Mm-hmm. So like that affects me. And, and I like to have little like, slides so that I know like presentation slides. I like to put things in Google. So I add, oh, I'm addicted to gifts. I really am. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, hi, this is the, this is the, like, I'm, I'm Andrea and I'm addicted to gifts. Kids love them. You might as well. Yeah. And it, it sometimes you'll put something up there and that helps them understand what I'm trying to say. So um, we work together. Like I said, we'll do four or five, you know, let's learn about the concept. And then the last one or two lessons in that unit, we'll have it be like, okay, use what it is to um, show a STEAM, STEAM challenge. Like coming up next week, my first graders, they've been learning all about earth and space and the patterns in the sky mm-hmm. uh, through hands-on stuff. And then now it's okay, well, we got a challenge, you know, the, the power goes out. We have no, nothing's working. You know, how, how can we use the patterns of the sky to figure out, you know, when to go home? <laughs> sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, you yeah, know? exactly. And so, so that that sounds so much learning on the fly. I mean, every educator that that's becoming these STEM and STEAM teachers around the country, around the world, are facing the exact same challenges. Mm-hmm. They're trying to think, you know, where do I find those projects, and 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 what do I do to to kind of build off of some of those things. So, 
So you said you're scouring. You said you're looking and finding ideas. And and, and I'll tell you what, Andrea, just looking at, at your Twitter, I've, I've seen you post some some really neat things. And and I'm guessing you you find a lot of ideas like that way too. But I, I got to ask you about this one, that Lego copycat challenge. <laughs> that, that, that just looks so cool. Tell the teachers about it. Well, that Lego copycat challenge, I've probably been around in, in many different ways. And I was doing it with my third and fourth graders. Mm-hmm. And I did a little modified version with the second graders. And yep. so the idea is that the one kid is the looker and they get to see mm-hmm. this Lego model that I've made and I've hidden behind my curtain. Yep. <laughs> they yep. get to look at it. And then there is a messenger who doesn't get to look at it. They get to listen to what the looker describes it as. Mm -hmm. They go over to the builder, who's the only one who is allowed to build it. And they get, they are are building based on sort of like the game of telephone. Yeah. And I mean, gosh, the skills that are involved in that is, is just amazing. The -hmm. kids actually wanted to do it another week. They were like begging. Yeah. 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 And, and I know lots of people have used this idea. And like I said, I got it from something else. I just kind of made it as clear as possible the way like the way I think, I'm always trying to go through my lessons and think, how can I get rid of any little problem that, not problem, but management problem, mm-hmm. little little things so that that way we have the most time to problem solve. So the coolest thing is when I was watching those kids do that activity, I was like, I need to put this on video because yeah. when you're reading it, you're like, what is everybody doing? Right. Who's yeah. this? What's it? You can't visualize. And I think that was the, the neatest thing to see was that, mm-hmm. yeah, other teachers were like, oh, yeah, okay. That's what that lesson was. Yeah. yeah. And I can imagine, I mean, so many teachers you know, building off of that, whether that's Legos or whether that's, you know, so any anything else that's related to what their current curriculum is, they can they can use that that thing and, and you're building those communication skills, you got those literacy skills, you got those hands-on aspects, you got that being able to be good at describing things. And um, those are all different things. And then of course the kids, you know, switch different partners and stuff and, and different roles. And, and and if you want to look at it, it's you know pinned right at the top at Andrea Mango One. I mean, you gotta gotta go and see it, educators. There's so many other ideas. You were making shadows things earlier this week and and you had parachutes, but with spiders. Yeah, I mean, just like I mean, you might you might as well, right? Just to to connect and, on something. And Chris, that was an activity. So that actually happened on Halloween. Yeah. And we have I only had an hour to work with all of my fourth graders. And it was like, a, wait, I don't want to give up a week. I don't want, I'm here, you know, what can I do? Right. So my good old remote days came in handy. I made a video mm-hmm. <laughs> and yep. I was like, hi everybody. This is, you know, Hey, did you know about this spider? And so I showed him this spider, like how that shoots its web mm-hmm. and then, you know, uses all this, you know, kind of kept it fourth grade shoots right. its web and it can lift off into the sky. And then I was like, you're going to make a spider parachute, but you know what? You got to remember two things. You need to remember gravity that we learned last year and something called air resistance. So then I'm teaching them about this stuff. And and it was so cool to hear the kids talking about air resistance and talking about, you know, this is why it's working. And I was kind of nervous because the way my school is designed, our fourth grade teachers are sort of departmentalized. So I work with like two and a two of the teachers that teach science and one of the special ed teachers, I don't work with all of the fourth grade teachers. Ah, Even okay. last year, they have no idea what I'm doing in my little steam lab. Right. So I'm kind of thinking, oh, what are they going to think about me? <laughs> These kids blowing up their classrooms. Because what I did is all of them did it at the same time. They played the video. 
I ran around and jumped into rooms. And one of the teachers who her kids are going through the school too, she said, it was really neat to see the process of what they're doing. And, you know, again, I was nervous. I was like, oh, are the kids going to fail? Are they not going to know what to do? And I'm not in the room at that time. But when you walk in, it's like, they're doing it. They are doing, they are happy to do. One of the things I love so much about STEM and STEAM is just, there isn't one right answer, but it's just possibilities. You know, it's just a whole bunch of possibilities. Today was my first real, real, like no holds bar STEM activity with my kindergartners at the end of my weather unit with them. Mm-hmm. And it was like, just rip off the bandaid. All right, we're going to come up with some ideas. Are right, You've learned about rain. You learned about, you know, snow and wind. We learned about all that. Now you've got to protect the playground. How can we be outside on the playground if it's raining, if it's snowing or whatever? And it's like, go, you know, after I, I, you know, you do the whole thing, you get them excited and they're doing it. Yep. They have no problems building. They have no problems just saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take these cups and this is my, this is my house and the slides are inside. And yeah. of course, this is a dinosaur that shoots fire to yeah. melt the snow because why not, Chris? Yeah. Why you have that? Speaking as a, as a high school teacher, I'm, I'm so jealous, Andrea, because <laughs> you know, those kids at those younger ages, they're not worried about, is this possible? They're just brainstorming. They're so much better at brainstorming than, than middle school, high school kids, because they're still pretenders in their mind. They're mm-hmm. still willing to just give anything a try. And you know, we almost got to, as, as middle school, high school teachers, we have to like recreate the conditions ripe for, for some of those things. And what you said though, about given all the different classes, the project to do in their own classrooms is, is genius, Andrea, because, because. Thank you. Yeah. Because (laughs) I meant to do that. Chris. (laughs) But that's because so many of those teachers that may say, okay, the kid goes down to the STEM classroom and they're doing STEM and steam down there. Well, you brought it into all those classrooms. And now, like you said, that teacher says, wow, I didn't realize my kids could do this. And then you're running around and poking your head in and seeing what's happening and, and hearing from those teachers that those success stories, that's that's how we build that STEM culture. That's awesome, oh Andrea. Gosh, Chris, you are right. Oh my gosh. Now, see, this is where I get my, this is where I get my ideas. It's the creative passion in me. I just, I get so excited. Even if I see something online, I'm like, ooh, but why can't we do it this way? Or why yeah. can't we change it up? Or, you yeah. know, the kids last year, they'd be like, wait, what are you going to, are you really going to light that on fire? Yeah, this is, why wouldn't I light it on fire? Are you really going to bang that with a hammer or something? Yeah, why not? This is where we're supposed to do it. Let's do it. So yeah, oh my gosh, now, oh, just watch out. My my staff here, right? My, my, My colleagues, I'm coming for you. Yep, that's awesome. So I, now that I now that I got you thinking about that, a question I love to ask educators, Andrea, what do you what do you hope about the? I mean, you've already come from being that that step that that regular quote unquote teacher for sixteen years in a classroom, and and now moved into that STEM STEAM role. What do you, what do you hope is the future of of that STEM and STEAM education? Well, now you've given me so many new ideas, Chris. This is this is interesting. I seriously, this is this has been you know I. I've always wanted to be a part of like some change in education. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's so much more we can do. Like even when I, when I taught remote, I realized after a while that these kids were already learning virtually. If they mm-hmm. didn't, they wanted to learn how to draw something, they would watch a video. They wanted yeah. to learn how to play a game. They would watch a video. And the hardest thing was I had to change what I was doing 
to meet them where they were. And I think that's where we're at in education. We have to change to meet the kids where they are. They need this active learning. They need to be doing more hands-on stuff. Even in the middle and the high school, there should be something that kids are looking forward to. And I think the idea of the STEM and STEAM, it's empowering for them. It's the application the teachers have to prove all of the time, right? And and I think I love that you're always posting these things about these five-minute activities you can do. You know, when I started you know, doing the STEAM classes, I had to like train the kids to do things in a time limit Mm -hmm. and to come up with lots of ideas to keep open. And I think that if we can get more of that in the classroom, Mm -hmm. they needs to be more opportunity for the kids to wonder, to have open-ended, you know, ideas and questions. And they are way more creative than I will ever. They surprise me constantly with the stuff they come up with. So, um, and they've got those things that they're really interested and passionate about. And like you said, that one kid is going to say, I'm going to create a a dinosaur that breathes fire to melt all the snow. And and, you know what? And that's great. That's because that kid is, is using those things that they're excited about and seeing those things that interconnect those different (laughs) subjects. That's, that's what STEM has that ability to do to make it relevant. Like you said, and, and, you know, what we used to do that, like I taught kindergarten for like 10 years and that's what you used to do. You put everything together. You sort of learned about things and, and kind of like themes. I hate to say it today when those kindergartners were finishing their creations, I should say yeah. their, their, their creations for how to save us on the playground. So we can always go out and play on the playground. Right. You know, one of the kindergarten teachers that I've taught with before, and she said, you know, this is what we need to be doing. And I said, imagine if we had more time, then this is what they're writing about. Then you're making a class book about this activity or a how-to book and how to make it. I mean, there's so many things that you can do. And and I got to tell you, Chris, I I always thought everybody kind of taught the way that I taught. My principal would be like, no, they're not. I'm I'm walking around, you know, but I would kill myself. There's a lot in, in elementary classroom. I mean, if you think about, I mean, how many preps like a middle school, high school teacher has. Elementary, like it's like eight to 10 a day. So to be able to do hands on everything, I would do math groups and, and, you know, then you're doing phonics groups and all these different things. It's a lot for teachers. So I don't know if we could make it like a culture, somehow something that we give up a little bit of the power Mm -hmm. from teachers, because being a facilitator is so much easier watching (laughs) them do the work and teach each other. Yeah. is amazing. Yep. Yep. I had kids I had kids in my classroom today. I, I mean, I'm not an expert on scratch, but but they were there was a couple of kids that were helping each other out at the table and they're figured out things that they can do and, and all of a sudden we've got cats meowing everywhere in the classroom. If you if you use scratch, <laughs> you know what I mean that that cat meowing <laughs> sound. And it's like, ah, but but you know what? Then they all are teaching each other and now they're all like coming up with different sounds and but but you're right that that aspect of where they can start teaching each other and and becoming uh, part of their own education, which is awesome. I, I love to ask too if you could have a, an ultimate guest speaker to come into your uh, STEAM classroom, anybody past or present, who would that ultimate person be for you, Andrea? Well, I I actually have two. That's okay. And they're 
they're YouTubers. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is, I'm sorry, they're YouTubers because I was like, this is what resonates with me. This is cool. Um, my 14-year-old son introduced me to both of them and I, I'm definitely a follower. Well, one is Mark Rober. I don't yep. know if you know him. Oh, yeah. He was a former NASA engineer, right? And now yep. like the way he does his videos, I mean, he teaches so much science. The way yeah. he breaks things down is just awesome and it's educating. Yeah. The other person is is actually his name is Maddie Bendetto. <laughs> okay. He does unnecessary inventions. Have oh, you heard? This? I've heard oh, of unnecessary God. inventions. Yeah. So if you haven't seen this, you gotta look it up. It's just imagine here the idea. He's taking these ideas of things you think aren't even necessary. Yeah. He shows the whole process, how he plans it. He shows how he like 3D prints it, how he engineers it. He builds it, puts it together. He even does a commercial for it, Chris. Yep. Come on. This is amazing. So the idea that after you see this, you're like, that's not unnecessary. That is necessary. I need that <laughs> in my life. You know, yeah. but it's just the ideas. I love that he comes up with all of these yeah. ideas and then he makes it happen. And those are the kind of things that, you know, just sharing a video like that or sharing some of these things with those kids. I mean, our kids face it, like you were saying, they love that kind of stuff there. That's part of their world. And so, so bringing some of those things in there, we'll of course have links to uh, both those YouTube, YouTube oh. channels in, in the <laughs> show notes as well. So educators can, can check those out. Uh, Andrea, it's been so great chatting with you today. Any other last thoughts or piece of advice for those educators out there? I think take risks. I just, we're asking kids to take risks all of the time mm -hmm. and try something, try mm -hmm. a STEM activity. The kids tell them I've never done this before, but I yep. want to try something, yep. you know, or even ask their advice. Hey, we have this activity. What are the ways that you can show me your learning? Why yeah. does it always have to be a worksheet? Why does it always have to be, you know, ask them, you mm -hmm. know, my, my son was in second grade and the teacher had one of the things was a a video he could do and he made a stop motion video and that's yeah. that's now he's 14 and and he does videos on youtube too love the glove fish right right love the glove <laughs> fish there we go chris there now, you go get the shout out for the kid there you go shout out the kid. but look at this though here you know we're doing multiple ways that kids can learn so take a chance take a risk and if you do have a stem educator or a STEM educator in your building you know ask them to come into your classroom and do something with you yeah. so that you yeah. can start making a difference to kids, make something exciting. That's awesome. Don't just, don't just assume that those kids have to go down and, and learn STEM and STEAM from the STEAM teacher, get them doing it in every single classroom. And if you are one of those STEM and STEAM teachers, definitely be reaching out to those other educators and, and keep pushing, keep prodding to, uh, to get those other educators to, to join in a little bit with what you're doing. So Andrea, it's been so great chat with you today. Really, really appreciate you coming on and sharing all of your expertise and wisdom and experience with the educators today. Thank you so much, Chris. It's been really, really enjoyable for me too. It Thank was. you. I learned so much from you, Andrea. Again, Andrea, <laughs> Andrea Mango, you can find her on Twitter at Andrea Mango One or on Instagram at Andrea underscore Mango One. And of course, those and everything else in the show notes. Really appreciate educators that you listen and, and keep listening and subscribe if you haven't already. Leave a review. It helps more educators to find out about the STEM Everyday Podcast. And, and if you ever need any help, connect with me at dailystem.com. I'm always there to help you out if uh, if I can be of any advice or any help, or if you got some questions for Andrea, I'm sure she'd be happy to help you out too. In the meantime, just keep on doing that most important job, getting those kids excited and, and working with that creativity and problem solving, and they're going to have fun doing it. And they're really going to learn.